This is a podcast from BFM 89.9, The Business Station. Inside Story on BFM 89.9. Good evening, this is Sharmila Ganesan and Sharad Kutin. Tonight, we are very excited to have in studio with us a Malaysian icon, probably our best-known cartoonist, Lat. So we're asking you how Lutz Comics have affected the way you think about Malaysia. And if you have questions or messages for Lutz himself, send those through. We are giving away signed copies of Lutz books to our 15 favourite calls, messages or voice notes today. So get in touch. You can call 77332900, tweet us at BFM Radio, send us a voice note or WhatsApp at our U mobile number 018789899. This is Inside Story. It is 6.08 and, as I said, we have in studio with us today Datuk Mohamad Noor Mohamad Khalid, uh, more commonly, of course, known as the beloved Lat, um, the originator, creator of the uh, Kampong Boy uh, books, amongst many others. Uh, Lat, thank you for joining us today. Hi, how are you? Uh, so let's start with actually um, probably a part of your story that you've had to tell many times now, but uh, a little bit about your background. You were born in a village um, where you spent most of your youth um, in uh, Kota Baru in Pera, in fact. Mm-hmm. What was that like? What were some of your earliest memories of that time? Mm-hmm. Thank you very much for inviting me here. Uh, it's a great honour for me. I was born in a place called Kampung Lalang, Kota Baru, Pera. It's uh, near Goping, near Batu Gajah, near Ipoh. And, uh, but I partly grew up there. I was, uh, you know, uh, following my family. Even at the age of two, I was already uh, following them because my late father, Muhammad Khalid, was a, go- a clerk in the 5th Malay Regiment. And we lived in uh, camps all over the place, uh, all over the peninsula. Uh, we started off with uh, Kepala Batas Alustar uh, in a camp. Uh, I remember that. Uh, and then we were in uh, Mentak- uh, we were in Mua, uh, Johor, and in uh, Keluang camp uh, in 1955-56. And then 57, we were in the Mentakap uh, Batu Lima camp. Uh, the 5th Malay Regiment was based there. Uh, very memorable years in Mentakap. It was a very big camp and it's, uh, it's, go, it's got undulating hills inside the camp and uh, I was uh, already a kampung boy there, you know. Uh, but uh, my, uh, my years in Kampung Lalang was when I was about 10 uh, in the early 60s uh, and uh, that's how I came to love the Kampung life. We were, we moved back to Perak uh, when my dad uh, joined the uh, Askawatania, uh, based in Sipute and eventually in Ipoh. And uh, the Kampung years, uh, you know, with uh, friends, the river, uh, the uh, the kabun, uh, you know, all the fruit trees, uh, you know, uh, you know the rubber uh, rubber trees. Uh, life in the kampung was such that it really registered in my head uh, as a 10-year-old fellow. And eventually, I turned it into a book, you know. <laughs> Imagine, you know, those people who were born and raised in the kampung, they had much more stories to tell. Mm. But I only spent a couple of years and, you know, I could make a book out of it. Uh, well, uh, I, I'm very glad that book lasted so long, you know. It's, uh, you know, eventually... Uh, we we turned it into animation uh, uh, with Astro, and I'm very happy that I also did a book called Town Boy because I grew up uh, as a teenager in Ipoh uh, from 1963 to 1969. Uh, Ipoh was fantastic; uh, it was very uh, multiracial, and uh, I made a lot of friends, and uh, eventually I left school uh, and started working in the 
Kuala Lumpur in Berita Harian as a reporter uh, in 1970. And I never left the newspapers, uh, you know. I ended up drawing for uh, Berita Harian and New Straits Times. I wanted to ask you about, you know, the fact that you grew up in a, in a time and also a place that was so um, rich with meaning. I mean, you grew up in a kampung, you called it Kampung Lalang. I mean, I, and many people uh, of uh, previous, uh, subsequent generations live in a space called Jaya something or other, you know, and there you are, you know, so much in touch with the landscape. I, I wonder if you know, you thought actively about that. I mean, when you depicted the life that is the the uh, the background to Kampung Boy, how much of it was just sort of natural, or did you think about capturing this slice of life for posterity, as you have? Oh uh, yeah, well, it was Kampung Lalang, and the Lalang was very tall. Yeah, very tall along. Were you very short t as well at that time? I was, of course, very short. <laughs> but, uh, you know, my father was riding a bicycle and he took me to the little uh, junction where we had shop houses. And uh, I would ride along with him. I would be sitting on the bar. And uh, if there was uh, there's a car coming, which was very seldom, into the kampong, and we had to... Um, you stop and, you know, my father would get to get down from the bicycle, go into the lalang, and we would disappear in there. But, uh, you know, the car would stop and, you know, they would be shaking hands uh, because uh, we went, uh, ended up, uh, we knew the, who, who was, who it was, uh, you know, relatives or what. And, uh, you know, uh, that kind of life was already with us, uh, you know, from, from the beginning. And uh, it is uh, quiet, uh, but uh, it is uh, surrounded by nature, and uh, they were the friends. The friends were there from school, the little school, and we were we grew up together uh, for the you know I think it was very brief time, but we friends were close, uh, you know, very close together. Actually, we have um, a message from uh, Amar who's saying, Hi, Datulat, you are truly inspiring. A real, true Malaysian of uh, by heart. Where do you get the inspiration to reflect um, on uh, your stories? Multiracial characters um, in the stories as well. Bravo. Hi, uh, well, you know, I'm very lucky because I went through uh, the education system uh, in the 1950s where we had this uh, this uh, system from the kampung school, uh, you sit uh, in this exam, uh, it's called a special Malay class, then if you pass, you end up going to the English school in, a, uh, in another place, uh, usually a bigger town. Uh, and uh, that system was for the sekolah umum uh, or sekolah kebangsaan later, and uh, if it's from Chinese school or Tamil school, uh, they would be sitting for that exam in standard six, which means uh, that if they pass, they would end up in a place called remove class in the secondary school. They spend one year learning English and eventually they would go into uh, form one uh, after one year. And uh, we ended up meeting. Usually we meet together in form one. And uh, that was the beginning of a good, a very good relationship. Because teenagers, uh, you know, they they look at each other, and they they, they suddenly find that these uh, these are different uh, group of people. They they look at me and they say, "This is a kampong guy," you know, and he's from a kampong. Uh, even if you don't tell them you're kampung, there are other friends who will tell them he's from the kampung, you know. And uh, we uh, would begin our friendship uh, through our interest in, well, the natural thing, uh, like reading books, uh, you know, um, and then uh, listening to music. And, of course, we, uh, go, we went to the movies. And it was, uh, the music played a very important role for me and my friends, the books, uh, literature played a very important role. We couldn't wait to see each other 
and exchange books, exchange records, um, uh, exchange a, a comics book, comic book even. And uh, Saturday was a uh, rendezvous in town. You would end up in, uh, you know, sometimes you will be at the cinema. And 1964, we had a hard day's night, you know, came to go to Ipoh, to everywhere. <laughs> and then the movie, mm. but we, of, of this course... This is the Bee Gees. No, no, Beatles. no, the Bee Gees. The, the Beatles. So right. uncool, Beatles. Sherrod. <laughs> How could you? <laughs> the Beatles. I, my first comic book came out in 1964. I was 13. Tiga Sekawan Menangkap was published by Sinaran Brothers of Pulau Pinang. They were making, uh, actually, Sinaran Brothers were publishing school textbooks. But on the side, they were pr- producing comics, Malay comics, uh, usually uh, police stories, you know, detective stories and uh, robberies, uh, romance. But they didn't have cartoons. I was one of the first to do cartoons in the form of a comic book and they publish it. I was so proud of it, you know. It was my first book, and the moment they said yes, we accepted it through a letter. I was already making my second book, you know, and uh, I was I, I was so in love with making comics. But the Beatles came around uh, in uh, you know in the movie, and we went to see the movie uh, with the other friends, uh, Malay, Indians, uh, Chinese, uh, but we say to each other, remember, this Saturday we'll be going to the cinema, but we must comb our hair like the Beatles, <laughs> you know? <laughs> did you get the haircut or did you just, just no, comb No, you don't need a haircut. You just comb your hair forward, forward. you know, to the front. And of course, my mom said, you know, the Beatles, they got hidung uh, panjang, you know, manchong. You know, your, your nose is flat. You know, you, they won't see the Beatles in you. But uh, that's what we did. And we were laughing at each other in front of the cinema. because. Uh, but we were t- young teenagers and it was really fun. It was the beginning of uh, the friendship, actually, which went on until uh, adult life. And uh, when I was, uh, when I was uh, working in the Straits Times uh, as a cartoonist, uh, my best friends were consisting of uh, many uh, of racial uh, background and uh, we got attracted to each other and uh, we began to you know, understand each other's uh, culture. We were friendly because we realized that uh, we are so different in a way, uh, culturally, you know, but in music, in literature, in the love for our country because we wanted to be original if we write something, we, we wanted to, to be Malaysian. If we sing something, we wanted to be uh, ours. You know, we play guitar, we recorded our, our music together, you know, like uh, when we got together. Uh, you know, we got a, rec- recording, a recorder, uh, just play, play and record, you know, and play. Uh, so... Uh, you know, it's, uh, yeah, you listen to uh, Western uh, popular music. Uh, everybody can play that, you know. We, uh, we, we could imitate Elvis Presley. We could uh, imitate uh, Cliff Richard. We could imitate uh, Hank Williams, Bob Dylan. Uh, but uh, what about ours, you know? So friends were writing <laughs> their, their own thing. You know, I couldn't. I could. I just play. Uh, I just play bass or <laughs> a bit of uh, a bit of uh, melody, you know. But it was fun. You need that to be together. <laughs> After we got well, we begin to have girlfriends, and eventually we settled down. But we we were together. We were together all the time, and keeping in touch until old age. We will continue our conversation with Lat after this. Um, keep your questions, your comments, your messages for him coming. Uh, we are giving away signed copies of his books to uh, our 15 favourite calls, messages or voice notes. That number to call, double seven double three two nine hundred. Send us um, a voice note or WhatsApp at 018-789-8899. You can also tweet us at BFM Radio and keep it here, BFM 89.9. Burden-free Malaysia, BFM. 
89.9, the business station. It is 6.23. You're listening to Inside Story with Sharmila and Sharad. And joining us live in studio is Datuk Muhammad Nur Muhammad Khalid, uh, better known, of course, as Lat. Uh, we've been asking you for your messages, your questions for him. You can keep them coming. You can call double seven double three two nine hundred. Send us a voice note or WhatsApp 018-789-8899. Tweet us at BFM Radio. We're giving away uh, to the 15 best calls, messages or voice notes a signed copy of uh, Lat's book. So, uh, on to the messages. We are getting so many. Let's start with this voice note from Benjamin. Hello, Dato Lat. Thanks for sharing your um, life back in your village through Ipoh. Um, I've had the same experience myself, getting to wander around Ipoh en route back to my hometown in Setiawan. And it brings me memories of my childhood as well. Thank you very much for sharing all this. I wanted to ask you, uh, Lat, whether you get many people coming up to you and and telling you that your books uh, sort of take them back to their own childhoods. Yes, but uh, that was so long ago. (laughs) (laughs) In the 70s, I started drawing for NSD and I ended up drawing, uh, making uh, books out of the drawings. And uh, people would uh, wrote to me, uh, would write to me, and then the people would stop me. And I was famous. Uh, there's no doubt about it. Uh, and uh, you know, uh, the, the compilation of drawings from the newspapers uh, were were always selling very well in book form. Huh? Uh, the first book was called uh, Lots of Lot. Uh, followed by Lat's Lot. They were all ideas from uh, the Tansri Ibrahim Kamil, you know, who was then uh, in charge of uh, marketing in NST. His idea, we're going to turn your drawings into a book. I never imagined, you know, a thing like that, but it did, uh, it did very well. And uh, I tell stories about myself, about my family, uh, to play safe. You know, you, you tell your own story. I mean, you're not telling other people's stories. Uh, but the stories are all general sort of stories, and uh, they all actually concern uh, everyone. Uh, the typical Malaysian, you know, there's no end to, you know, the ideas that you can get. Of course, in the beginning, I didn't know what to draw. Uh, the New Street Times, uh, they offered me uh, a column after they saw my drawings in the Asia magazine, which was a supplementary magazine that came with the Sunday Times on Sundays. And uh, I love that magazine. You know, it's on uh, Asian uh, culture. It was published in Hong Kong, published uh, by the uh, South China Morning Post. And it came to our, our country uh, on Wednesdays. Uh, for the following uh, Sundays, you know, so uh, I, I, I had been reading uh, or looking at that magazine since I, I, I didn't know English, you know, in 1960, I think. Colorful covers and all Asian uh, stories inside, uh, lots of pictures, uh, you know. So I sent my, my drawings about Basunat, which is the Kampong, uh, the Malay uh, circumcision, uh, Malay mm. boys circumcision ceremony, which I went through when I was a kid. Uh, I just did it uh, because it was funny. Uh, <laughs> but all boys, all Muslim boys have to go through it. Uh, and then they agreed to publish it, you know. Uh, but it took them so long. I got, uh, I sent it in 1973 when I was still a reporter. And uh, they, they said, they, yes, we will uh, use it. Uh, but they only use it the following year, and they paid me very well in uh, U.S. currency. And uh, when it came out, you know, um, I got a lot of messages from uh, from friends, congratulatory messages from even from Singapore uh, friends, and uh, they say you are in big time now. And uh, it was. Uh, it was then that uh, I started drawing uh, in the New Straits Times. They gave me a column called Scenes of Malaysian Life. It went on for 40-odd years. 
we will be back after this with more uh, from Lat. Uh, but in the meantime, keep sending in your questions, your messages for him. You can call double seven double three two nine hundred. Send us a voice note or WhatsApp zero one eight seven eight nine double eight double nine. Tweet us at BFM Radio and keep it here. BFM eighty nine point nine. Bunkus for Makan. BFM eighty nine point nine. The Business Station. It is 6.37. You're listening to Inside Story with Sharmila and Sharad. And we have in studio with us the cartoonist LUT, a uh, Malaysian institution. And we have been sharing your questions, your comments, your messages for him as well. Do keep sending them through. You can call 777 send us a voice note or WhatsApp 018-789-8899. You can tweet us at BFM Radio as well. We are giving away signed copies of his books to the 15 best calls, messages or voice notes today. Uh, speaking of which, we do have a caller on the line. Good evening, Dan. What are your thoughts? Hi, hi. Good evening, good evening, Datuk Lat. Good evening. It's an honor. To, yes, it's an honor to be speaking to you. Thank you. Well, I uh, just want to share this. Um, I'm a teacher, and I clearly remember using your cartoon strips to teach my students English. Mm-hmm. You know, and ask them to create a dialogue. You know, even write a short uh, essay. Yes. And and they really enjoyed it. I don't know whether teachers these days still use your cartoons, but I find that it's one of the uh, great ways, you know, to get, um, use this kind of materials. And the materials that you produce, the cartoons you produce were fantastic. Thank and I you. even bought, brought my children to visit your kampo, Kotabaru, in Pera. I, I told this is the place. Lat is from here. <laughs> wow. And they were surprised there's Kotabaru in Pera. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, yeah. you only know that Kota is in Klantan, but there is a Kota Baru in Pera. And thank you very much, Dato uh, Lat, for, for all the, the, the great times that you portrayed in your cartoons of Malaysian life. Thank you, Dato. Thank you, Dan. Thank you for all the good things you've done. I think uh, using uh, pictures, uh, you know, to to have uh, essays or to have uh, presses or to write, you know, it's interesting. Not just my cartoons, but any pictures, you know. We can always use pictures uh, because the pictures tell a thousand words. Um, and uh, I think uh, we, uh, we of course, know that uh, my objective is uh, to have uh, humor in my drawings. You know, my, I want people to smile. I want people to laugh, if that's possible, uh, which is difficult to do. Uh, but uh, it's all uh, all in humor form. You know, you uh, you look at the pictures and you laugh. And uh, I usually don't have much words. My dialogues are very short. And it used to be long because when I first started drawing uh, cartoons, I had to prove two things. One... I could draw, and two, <laughs> I could write. <laughs> when you want to prove that you could write, you start writing, you know, big words and long words, long sentences and bombastic words to show off. Eventually, I learned that people didn't want to read uh, too much. Uh, they just spend a, a few seconds on my drawings, you know, uh, each day, uh, three seconds, as a matter of fact. Uh three or four seconds, uh, you know. And so I have to uh, let the drawings do the work. Of course, um, you know, pictures, photographs uh, can be used uh, for humour. And, uh, you know, the cover of uh, in the Private Eye, the, uh, the humour political magazine uh, in uh, the UK, uh, was all photographs, you know, but... They put uh, words, uh, they put dialogues, uh, you know, they put balloons with words in it, uh, you know, they put words into the mouth of the Prime Minister at the time, and it became funny. But to me, it's uh, it's not fair because uh, it's a photograph taken by uh, other people, and uh, if he's a cartoonist, then he's got to draw it. Uh, you know, he's got to do the drawing and he's got to do the, the words 
uh, it's all his job, uh, you know. You put words into uh, somebody else's uh, photograph, uh, then it becomes, uh, to me, it becomes graffiti. And uh, so, yeah, we all get involved with this. Um, and uh, children, school children, are always uh, interested in uh, telling their opinions or creating their own uh, ideas uh, based on the pictures they see. And uh, it can be very exciting, especially in the class. Uh, so that's, I think, how I eventually got involved in comics. Very quick question for you, Datulat, is with the question of the time that you grew up, you were born in the early 50s, the 50s and 60s Malaysia was a very volatile time politically, right? It was the formation of an independence of Malaya and then, of course, the formation of Malaysia. We had trouble everywhere. We had confrontasi. How did you find humor? How did you depict a Malaysia that we now look back and are nostalgic about and think of a gentler time when, in fact, it was quite volatile? How do you square those two things? Well, I guess, uh, you know, you look at it from the children's uh, point of view, you know. So uh, if I tell stories about the 1950s, definitely it's uh, ch child's uh, point of view. Uh, early 1960s too, you know, um, what I went through as a child. So what we knew about was uh, each other. And uh, no matter how small our surroundings uh, were, uh, that, that we, we try to understand each other. You know, before we got out of the kampung, we were, uh, we found humor in uh, imitating our uncles or our grandfather and so on. There's always somebody in the, you know, among your, ne you know, your nephews and so on uh, who could, uh, who could do imitation, you believe it or not, you know, they, <laughs> they could really do it and you laugh. That's a you know that's the laughter we had. Eventually, we moved to town and uh, we were looking at each other as well. You know, I never had a telephone in my house. I had to call my friend. Uh, you know, uh, to find out what was going to happen in the weekend, and I had to go to the telephone booth. Uh, took out ten cents, of course, to make the phone call and. Instead of my friend uh, gaming and answering it, it was his sister, you know. Uh, I never talked to a girl, a uh, Chinese girl before, you know. <laughs> and uh, I never knew she, he had a sister, never told me. And so that's, that kind of interest, you know, meeting family uh, members, uh, meeting friends, uh, and their family members, you know, it's... Uh, it it bring it brought us together. That's the that's what we look at and we uh, interpret it in whatever we do. You know, we did uh, like uh, like uh, you know when we write uh, compositions. I love compositions, whether it is art or language. You know, English or Malay. Imaginative composition was my favorite. I'll never be absent on a double period uh, Malay, uh, 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 Malay language uh, lesson or English because I love uh, imaginative composition. Uh, there, are always, there are so many stories you could tell, you know. And uh, I, love, I love it when, when uh, you know, your, your, school, your classmates have got to read their stories. You know, the teacher would make you read your stories in front of the class. And you got to write something original. And there's all sorts of all sorts of titles they give you, you know, like uh, write about a dream you you had. Wow. You got to do that with what what one hour plus? <laughs> you know? <laughs> what dream? You know? So that your mind starts uh, you know, working. And that that's the the kind of thing, I guess. You know, the way... Uh, of course, those stories are all children's stories, children's point of view. So it was safe and uh, it was okay. Uh, 1965, 66, the music, uh, the, 
the popular music uh, took over and we uh, the new generation uh, uh, said goodbye to P. Ramli you know we did, that's our dad's time you know we didn't want to comb our hair like him you know we, we had longer hair and uh, our our lyrics you know had, had more meaning uh, we said goodbye and we started listening to Malay pop uh, music uh, with electric uh, uh, backing, uh, guitars, uh, electric guitars, organs, you know. And uh, But uh, five, six, seven years uh, later, we found that it was Piramli who had the lyrics, you know, but the old-fashioned way. And Piramli remained after pop uh, yeah, yeah, uh, stopped and Piramli passed away in 1973. Uh, uh, but uh, his music, his movies all still live on. So uh, that's it. Uh, you know, if it's popular, something popular, uh, from the view of the public, uh, it doesn't mean that it is going to last. Uh, sometimes... Uh, you know, the kind that you can learn from are the, you know, the, the ones from the best performers. We will be back uh, in just a bit with more uh, from Lat. Keep your questions, messages for him coming. You can call us, you can send us a voice note, you can WhatsApp us, you can tweet us and keep it here on Inside Story, BFM 89.9. Bulldozing fine measures. BFM 89.9. The Business Station. It is 6.50. You are listening to Inside Story with Sharmila and Sharad and we are continuing our conversation with Lat. Um, it has been a flood of messages coming in from you so far, all very sweet. Um, we will try and uh, read as many of them as we can, but keep them coming. Um, we are also giving away uh, signed copies of his books to our uh, 15 favourite calls, messages or voice notes today. So the number to call, double seven double three two nine hundred. You can send us voice notes or WhatsApps at 018-789-8899. Tweet us at BFM Radio. Uh, let's start with a voice note that has come in this f- this is from Ada. Hi, Datuk Laat. I bought your copy of Kampung Boy for my four-year-old son in 1979 when it was first published. He loved it. Uh, we went to the Ipoh railway station for the book signing ceremony. When it came to our turn, I asked you to draw my son instead of uh, something else, and you did. We still keep the book. Thank you very much for making my son and me happy. We are loyal fans, and we have all your books. You make Malaysia and Malaysian proud. Thank you, Dato. Bye. Oh, thank you very much, Ada. Uh, and uh, so that's where I was, huh, in 1979. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the, the book, uh, yeah, I, I went to the uh, railway station, I think, to, to promote it. Uh, and then the, it was it was fun. I was young. I, 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 I wanted to see who actually people, the people who buy, who buy my book, you know. And uh, I went all the way. To uh, all over the place, you know. I was uh, in uh, Kuala Lumpur, Penang, Johor Bahru, Singapore, you know, and there were rows and rows of people who came to support, and they really loved local uh, humor. They were beginning to show it. Uh, and uh, yes, uh, people asked me to draw uh, them- themselves, or they asked me to draw their children, uh, and uh, I I enjoy. I think I, the most number of signatures that I did was in Singapore Lucky Plaza in 1978. I think uh, I spent two hours signing 500 copies of books. Uh, yeah, it was uh, the time when Malaysia uh, and Singapore and Southeast Asia really wanted uh, local humor. Uh, our own kind because we are so used to uh, foreign, uh, you know, from from the West, uh, uh, illustrations and drawings and comics uh, that flooded our newspapers. And uh, I uh, I had very long hair when you met me. 
uh, <laughs> that time uh, because uh, I don't know, I was, I was not uh, really very happy at the way people look at me. You know, I didn't like fame at first. You know, I couldn't uh, understand it. You know, I didn't want people to stare at me or, uh, you know, notice me in the coffee shop. Uh, you know, I wanted to look at people, you know, go into one corner and observe people, but people knew me. Uh, you know, uh, I couldn't wait for the time uh, that all this would be forgotten and I would live a normal life uh, by myself. It eventually uh, did uh, happen, uh, but uh, it took so long, you know. And uh, without the people who support my work, who buy my who bought my books and read my books and cut my drawings from the newspapers and sent to their sons and daughters studying abroad, you know, I wouldn't have made, made it. You know, you know, it is uh, the fans who uh, who made uh, who made me and the other cartoonists in Malaysia uh, who has become successful these days. Thank you very much. So we do have a message from Sarah Aisha, uh, who speaks not just about your book, but also about your museum. Ah, yeah. Hi, BFM, and hello, Lad. Um, it's really nice to hear you on air while I go back to work. I just went to your Batu Gajah Museum, and I want to know what it feels like to have your own museum where you showcase not just your best work, but also, you know, historically how Lad came about. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you very much. Uh, you know, I, uh, first of all, uh, you know, I, I've been drawing so long. Yeah? I've been drawing since the 1960s uh, and uh, more than 50 years, uh, maybe 60 years also. Um, eventually, I, I said, you know, I want to say thank you. I draw for Malaysia. You know, when I work, I work for us. Even when I was a school kid, uh, maybe in uh, primary school, whatever I did, it was for us, you know, it was for our country. Even uh, though I was just a small boy, but what I drew was actually a Malaya or a Malaysia uh, in, uh, in the content. And uh, uh, I was very proud of of uh, of us, I was proud of uh, the workers uh, and proud of people in uniform, the army, the police. You know, I always entered competitions, uh, although I didn't win. But it, that was the message. And uh, but eventually, uh, after so long, I I had to say goodbye to my column in the New Straits Times. Age caught up. And uh, I didn't follow the uh, current events uh, closely because, you know, as you grow older, you, uh, you find that you have, you've got more time for other things. Uh, and then uh, I decided to give permission uh, for the exhibition of my work uh, right from the beginning, whatever we have. Uh, to uh, my home state because I am from Pera and uh, just to say thank you uh, although it is for us Malaysians was uh, in Malaysia but uh, I just wanted to give the honor to my home state uh, I said a permission can be given to the Pera state government uh, who, uh, who said thank you very much and uh, handed it over to the museum the Perak Museum. So Perak Museum is in charge of the gallery in Batu Gajah, uh, which, uh, which was opened on the 8th uh, of July by His Highness the Sultan of Perak. Uh, I am very thankful for the support from uh, you know His Highness and the government and the people who uh, you know I couldn't invite uh, too many uh, because it was a government affair uh, for government agencies. But, uh, yes, thank you for coming to my gallery and I welcome people, uh, other people to come wherever you are from. Please, when you are in Pera, you can go to Batu Gajah and visit uh, the Lat uh, 
rumah lah gallery uh, because there's a, that house the kampung boy house the house I was born in well we rebuilt a new one but it looked exactly like it like you <laughs> saw in the book kampung boy and the animation kampung boy so you go there uh, why should you go there because you'll find that if you go there you don't have to meet lot you know you uh, meeting lot you know he he'll start talking you know <laughs> <laughs> he's, uh, he, he doesn't stop talking. Oh, we're having fun. <laughs> <laughs> But if you go there, you'll find that Lot is a very interesting guy. <laughs> you don't have to meet him because I myself would wander around sometimes, uh, you know, with my wife in the gallery. I say, well, there's a lot of pictures here, you know, my pictures, you know, and this is me, this is me, uh, this is my dad, and so on. Uh, but, you know, that. You know, if you know the the last story, then actually you can find it there, and there's nothing nothing special. But uh, it's uh, uh, at least we know, you know, who the guy who drew who drew the pictures. So thank you once again. We will be back uh, in just a bit, but keep your questions and comments coming. Uh, for Lat, you can call double seven double three two nine hundred. Send us a voice note or WhatsApp zero one eight seven eight nine double eight double nine. Tweet us at BFM Radio. Building Future Malaysia, BFM eighty nine point nine. The Business Station. It is 7.08. You're listening to Inside Story with Sharmila and Sharad. And uh, we are continuing our conversation with Lat. And we've, of course, been asking you for your comments and your messages, of which there have been so many. Uh, we haven't been able to get through all of them on air, but we will make sure that uh, Datuk Lat sees them. Um, um, and he's very pleased that all of you are so excited to get in touch. So I think I'll speed round um, some of the messages and comments that have come through. Um, who are making, I think, some very similar points about uh, a relationship with the past and a relationship with family. So Elal says, Hi, Datola. My dad recently became your biggest fan, uh, even though he's only read one book by you. The thing is, my dad banned us from reading comics when we were young, but I still managed to read some. One day, my mom randomly bought Lat's comic book, Matsom, and I loved it so much, I read it all in a day. After that, the book was left lying around in the living room until my dad, on a whim, decided to pick it up. Fun Funnily enough, he began to read it. He was so engrossed with the beautifully drawn characters, the dialogue and the love story blossoming between Matsum and Chet Yam. He finished the whole book in a whole sitting as well. Uh, side note to that is that he had just completed his cataract operation a few months ago. So reading Datuk Lat's comic was a wonderful refresher. Not too many words, lots of nice attractive drawings. And he even used his handy magnifying glass to zoom into the words to make them bigger, bolder and better. After reading it, he turned to us and went, No more. We all had a good laugh at this. It's been a good few months since he read Matsom, yet he still remembers the story. Wow. Thank you very much. <laughs> Thank you. There's, a, there's another Matsom coming. Ah, uh, yeah, so yeah, good yeah, news for the Matsom, Matsom coming, fans. But still the same period, uh, 70s. Uh, I, 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 I'm almost uh, through with the book. Uh, it's, it's almost finished. I'm doing the dialogues. But I find that, uh, you know, Age caught up, and uh, I'm a bit slow. I'm a bit slow at drawing. I finish it, but uh, with the dialogues, you know, I I spend a longer time what to say, how meaningful the words are, you know, uh, no matter how simple or funny, uh, you got to make it worthwhile, you know, for readers to read. Uh, I hope you'll be on the lookout. There's a mark some number two coming out soon. Thank you. Can I ask you, lad? If you anticipated the kind of cultural impact your work would have or has had, that it's it's been so um, it captured in many ways the kind of aspirations or the desires to believe in this country and to believe in a particular version of this country. Oh yeah. Oh um, yeah. Well, well, I I don't like to explain things. Uh, you know. Uh, You go see a movie, you don't, you know, you don't come out and talk about it, you know. You, it's either good or bad, you know. Uh, you go see James Bond movie, <laughs> you come out, you know, you don't talk about being logic. Uh, the drawings I do, they do tell a story about uh, the mixture of people here, how lucky we are, because in the 1950s, 
I was a little boy, but I saw people talking to each other, uh, different races, uh, you know, by the street side and uh, in the shop area, and they talk. Uh, in those days, I was asked my mom, how come they are talking in Malay, Chinese, talking to Indian, uh, talking in Malay? Uh, because mom said, because in this our country, Malay, uh, they speak Malay. Malay is our national language, Bahasa Kebangsaan. Uh, soon after, there was a song uh, sung by uh, Jamaluddin Alias uh, called Agunakalah Bahasa Kebangsaan, which we memorized, even though we were very small then. Uh, but this mixture, this mixture of people was very interesting, you know. Uh, uh, and uh, the stories we tell, uh, we must show how we respect each other. Uh, we grew up with that, you know, the stories we read, the stories uh, we, we, we saw in the, the film or, you know, in P. Ramli film, uh, you know, shows that uh, all this mixture make, make, make it very interesting. And uh, I don't want to tell people what to do, you know, but uh, people get together out of interest out of their love for culture, for the Malaysian culture, and, uh, you know, that, that works out fine. We have a number of people saying that you inspired them in their own artistic journeys. Uh, Jack Malik, for instance, saying your particular piece about roots became a blueprint for my third poetry book. Thank you for your art. Uh, and then he also said salam from your Orang Kampung and Alma Mater Junior. Uh, Mr. Fulton says you're an inspiration, a Malaysian hero. Uh, I'm an aspiring artist myself, and I hope to one day be able to inspire others like you did for me. And Munif is saying, uh, Munif says, Says, um, as a person who loves drawing since I was a kid, you're one of my heroes. There are just too many ways how your cartoons shaped my childhood memories, future aspirations, and love for my country. Um, we also have this voice note that has just come in. This is from Kevin. Oh, yeah. Hello there, Tatolat. I was so privileged to be studying in ACS Ipoh, where you were at as well. Um, actually, I think I'm wrong, you didn't study in ACS, but I was in school at that time when we uh, put on the performance of Tomboy on stage in our, in our performance space. And it was such a delight to see that uh, brought to life. I knew the actor who played Frankie, and so there was that connection there. And it was uh, such a great experience to exp uh, to really see Town Boy uh, on stage and, and how it was really captured by the various characters that you drew, acted so well on stage. I have since moved to KL. My children are typical urban kids who don't appreciate all the... Um, joys of the simple life back in the smaller towns and they came across your book both Kampong Boy and City uh, and Town Boy and they were so delighted by it as well they really enjoyed every bit of it so thank you Datolat for so successfully and uh, entertainingly capturing the life that was uh, what it was in the smaller towns so much so that even the successive generations are enthralled by your storytelling and are able to appreciate uh, the simpler life of those times as well for really uh, capturing uh, the, the way we live uh, in Malaysia and how it was such a special time uh, before. Oh, thank you very much. Yeah, that, that uh, stage musical uh, was done by Ong Su Ming, uh, you know, whom I later knew well. And uh, the, the, the guy, the, the boy who played uh, Lat uh, was... Uh, Chowki. <laughs> and oh, I, I, so? I told everybody, you know, he was too good looking. <laughs> you know, it's not fair. <laughs> you know, uh, but I knew he was heading for big time. Uh, as a matter of fact, everybody in that uh, play was uh, doing very well and it did well late in later years also. Thank you very much. Well, you know, I just want to confess on air that I acted in um, in a version of uh, Velapan and Minachi uh, that we took from you uh, without paying you copyright. Uh, so, um, yeah, thank you for that. It did launch me uh, later on in life and into this wonderful... And paved your way to <laughs> now be in BFM. <laughs> Indeed. I've um, forgotten Velapan and Minachi, the story. 
is a it's a love story with rakish it, characters and and at the, at the railway uh, line eh was it the railway line? Who did you play, Sharad? Uh, Velipin. You played Velipin, yeah, yeah. all right. We were Form 1 students, right? Oh, yeah. <laughs> so we were just, we took your story and uh, we, we put it on stage, I mean, you know, without, like I said. Uh, you were not the only one because I got uh, letters asking for permission to, to uh, I say, you know, just keep to the story. And, uh, you know, I like uh, Tamil movies. Of course, I like Hindi movies uh, in uh, from, from the 1950s and early 60s. Yeah, they they were fun, and uh, it you know it, it suits our 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 way of uh, of life actually. Right, wonderful. Uh, we're gonna have to close up, but we want a final message from you, uh, Lat, about uh, especially in a time that's very difficult for the country, and I think people are losing hope. So, what do you have to say to people who can now have to kind of deal with the current Malaysia, not the Malaysia of the past, but the Malaysia of now? Well, I think uh, uh, they can handle it. Uh, it will work out uh, well. Um, we are all together in here. There's no uh, there's no threat from uh, outside or anything. Uh, it'd be very embarrassing, you know, if we uh, if we can't be friendly, uh, like the way we do. Um, parents play a very important role, you know. What did my parents? Uh, teach me or what did my parents do in the 1950s that made me like you know the rest of us, of us because we went to each to visit each other you know um, if it's new year if it's christmas you know we had to go and uh, we, we, uh, we we had to celebrate together you know, we 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 uh, of course uh, there are some rules. You know what you can eat, what you cannot eat. But I remember going uh, to uh, you know uh, there's this feeling that you are involved with other people. You know, you went to a Christmas party, and in later years you you of course you I expect your friends to invite you for Chinese New Year. You know, uh, wherever they hold it, whether it's in the house or whether it is uh, uh, in a little club or something. Uh, but, you know, there is that togetherness that we know, you know, and uh, it's all involvement. you got to be involved with each other. And uh, it'd be embarrassing if we ignore each other, you know. Our fathers were so close. How come we are not? You know, I, of course... In my old age, I don't have the energy. You know, I stay home <coughs> most of the time. And uh, I'm glad my young ones are mixing around a lot. Thank you. Datulat, thank you so much for joining us today. Thank you very much. Best to you. We've been speaking with cartoonist Lat. Uh, not that he needs any introduction, really. Uh, thank you so much for your messages. Uh, we will be passing them on to him to read, even though we didn't get to all of them on air. And we'll be getting in touch uh, with those of you who will be receiving the signed copies of Lat's books. Uh, in the meantime, uh, keep your thoughts and messages coming. So keep it here, BFM 89.9. You have been listening to a podcast from BFM 89.9, The Business Station. For more stories of the same kind, download the BFM app.